Hi, and welcome to Speak On, where we discuss culture, society, and well-being. Today, I'm joined by a special guest from across the pond. She is truly inspirational. Malia Ellis is a young activist who documents her scoliosis journey and experience of having epidermal nevus syndrome on Instagram. I'm so excited that she's joining me today. Hi, Malia. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm good. I want to hear all about you. I've seen you on Instagram. I love your posts. I love your message and your positivity and your knowledge. So let's get straight into it. Can you tell me what is scoliosis and what is epidermal nevus syndrome? Okay, so scoliosis is a curvature along your spine. It could be, um, it can vary um, from different scales. It could be different degrees it's just like a curve on your spine in your spine and um when it comes to scoliosis you can have like a c curve or like an s curve like it's any type of curvature along your spine Mm -hmm. and um epidermal nevus syndrome is a rare um, rare condition that i have and it's something that affects a few body parts of mine and it's made me have like nine surgeries now and it's just something that um we're still learning about since we don't have a lot of um knowledge on it since it's a rare condition and me and one other person in the world are the only known people to have this condition and so right now we're trying to do like a case study on me just in case someone else has this condition or in the future um someone else can see what I've gone through and can know what they can look out for with this condition so I'm kind of like the um, case study and I'm just going through life and not knowing like what this condition can do to me or what effect it can have on me so um, yeah it's kind of um, nerve-wracking at times but it's also kind of um, different in a way just having something that no one else could have or no one else can really relate to and so yeah those are the two um conditions that I have right now (laughs) wow and um so I'm guessing scoliosis would be spotted then from when you're a baby and is that when like your parents spotted that and the doctors did no usually scoliosis happens um when you are um maturing and you're starting to grow more it's usually like when you're 12 Uh or 13 and you're kind of starting to go into like middle school high school that's when most people um, recognize their scoliosis. I know it's when like you're starting to um, grow and you're getting taller and you're doing um, just like being more active. I know scoliosis can happen whenever but usually it's happening like when you're 12 or 13 and so um, we found mine um, because I got into like an accident and I sprained my arm and I happened to go to the hospital and I had to get an x-ray and they saw that two of my, or one of my ribs were really um, small and really um, thin. And so they told us about that. And then a few weeks later, my spine and my back started to hurt really bad. And I was having like really bad pains. And we didn't know that those things were related to each other. And so um, we went back to the doctors and they're like, oh, they they diagnosed me with having scoliosis but I had to be transferred to U of M, Michigan um, Children's Hospital because where I was going at the time, they weren't really not, they didn't have um, as much knowledge about scoliosis and what I was going through. So I had to be transferred to a different hospital. 
And from there, I had to have my first spine surgery because my spine was curving super fast and I was starting to like miss days of school. I wasn't feeling good. I had to drop out of like my dance classes and the musicals at school because I was just in pain 24 seven. And they only did the top half of my spine at the time because I was still growing. And this is when I was like 12. And so since I was still like a young girl, I still had like um, way more to grow. And then the next year I had my second spine surgery because I was still curving a lot because they didn't finish the bottom half. So they were just like, we need to just do the bottom half so that um, you don't curve too much because I could be um, in wheelchair bound or I could be in like serious, um, just like in a serious state, which they didn't want me to be in. So I had those first two surgeries in 2015 and 2016. And then to fast forward to now, um, I had to um, leave my 10th year of high school early because um, my legs started to give out due to my spine. And what was happening was my spine was um, creating a lot of pressure and putting it on my legs. And so um, it was hard to walk and I like, couldn't get up to go to the bathroom at all. I could barely get out of bed. I was just in a lot of pain and my legs just started to decrease and decrease in strength like over time. And so in 2018, I had to have an emergency spine surgery because we found out that if this could, if my legs kept on decreasing, decreasing in, um, in strength, I could be wheelchair bound my whole life or I could not have the strength of my legs back ever again. So it was like a really scary time and we had to perform an surgery that is not usually performed because I not everyone, like this, the thing that I went through was really rare and no one has really seen it before. And so I had to have that surgery in 2018. And then a few months later, um, after that surgery, I was starting to get better and feeling better and starting to walk again and getting back into my routine of things. And then I got hit again with more pain, but this pain was in my, um, in my back more, not really my legs. And what happened was in the surgery that they just performed, they took out two, um, rods and they decided to take them out because they thought my spine was sturdy enough and mm -hmm. since they were loose they just decided to take them out and them doing that um made my spine shift forward and, and it started to collapse on me and so um I, I could not get up i could hardly move and my spine was collapsing and then again i had to have another emergency spine surgery and so after that one i was just in like a horrible state like i I couldn't walk, I couldn't get up to do anything. And my body was just so um, tired and traumatized by, by all the surgeries I've had. And honestly, I was just like wanting to give up because my body just hurt so much. And that's when I started to go to physical therapy and starting started to get like my confidence back and everything. But that's just like my main um, spinal and like scoliosis journey. Wow. My goodness, that is so much. And what age are you? Get how old are you? Um, I'm eighteen. That is so much to go through before being eighteen. You are so you're. So, do you know? I was going to say strong. You're you're gnarly. You are so gnarly. That's amazing that you've gone through that. You've got the smile on your face. You spread all this positivity, and you are just like this beacon and this light that's 
you're you're kind of sharing about um, all this information about your condition and yeah. you know talking to all these people and helping them relate to I suppose their own disabilities their own things that they're going through and helping the world learn about this as well because I knew, I knew nothing about this beforehand um, and with the epidermal nevus syndrome you are one of two people on the planet yeah with it. my goodness and then how did um how did that come about so how did the diagnosis for that come about so um i've been having surgeries all my life and we never thought that anything related to each other mm-hmm. and my um i had my first surgery when i was eight months old because i had a hole in my heart and i had pulmonary stenosis so i had to have um open heart surgery at just eight months old and then when i was three i had hip dysplasia and I had to have hip surgery. And then after that, um, that's when I started developing scoliosis. So my second spine surgery was when they decided to take an autopsy and they um, they did that. And like a few weeks later, we came back to see like what was going on because it was really random that I was just having these surgeries out of nowhere and my body was just not um, function- functioning correctly. Um, and so we went to the doctors and they just sat us down and they told us that um, I have like a really weird condition and it was kind of scary at first because they were just running down all the things and like just like as a little girl like hearing like all these like big terms and all of these things like that could or couldn't happen to you was really nerve-wracking and so I think it was like when I was like 13 at the time and they just told me um what I have and they said that they don't really have any knowledge on it they don't really have um anyone that's ever gone through it before and so they were like um you're gonna have to be our case study and we're gonna have to document all the things you've gone through so that if anyone else has this like you can help them and so I was just like yeah like I would like to do that and then um we found out about like the other person and it's kind of weird because even though we have the same condition, we have different things that has happened to us. And so at the time, I did not want to know what they've gone through because I was nervous that that could happen to me. And at that young age, I just didn't want to know like anything like scary or that that could happen. And so like, that's kind of how we found out about epidermal nevus syndrome. Mm -hmm. My goodness. Wow. You have been on what a journey for 18 years my goodness so then so now to the present day and you are on Instagram so like how did you know what tell me about Marlia's movement why did you start sharing everything on Instagram and what do you where do you hope it will go yeah so all my life I think I wanted to be an influencer I knew I had like a different path than other people and I knew I wanted to share my story and I wanted to inspire others and so um it was last summer I created my Malia's Movement account on Instagram and it was basically to just shine light on people who are different, people who have illnesses and people who have different um, conditions and just to show that we are just the same and that we can do whatever a regular person can do and we have like no limit on our success and so I started it just for because I I usually say this, I didn't see any people that looked like me Mm -hmm. and then that had scoliosis or that had a different condition. And so I wanted to be that first person to stand up and be like, yes, I have this condition, but it doesn't define who I am. Mm -hmm. So I made my page and um, I was really nervous because 
even most of my friends don't even know what I've gone through. So to put myself out there, I was really nervous, but I was also excited because I knew a lot of people could relate to what I've gone through, even though they don't have scoliosis or what I have, they can relate to being different or having something that no one else can relate to. And so my page is just to uplift others and just to show my journey and just to talk about regular things that I don't hear people ever talking about and to just make it normal for people to talk about people with illnesses and people who are different because we don't see that a lot in society and we're made to be perfect and made to ha um, have to fit in or made to look a certain way just to be a certain type of person but I feel like um, if you can like stand out and shine bright and stick to who you are that's way more re rewarding and it's way more um, it's just it would make you way more happier in your future if you can just um, rise above what people think you should be and where you should be. And mm -hmm. so all of those things are why I created my account and why I want to help others and why I just want to um, just let people know that things will be okay, even though you may not even know like what, what, what tomorrow will be. And mm -hmm. then just to have a place where people can read my story and just feel a bit more um, just feel a bit more like, oh, I'm not the only one going through something. And what kind of feedback have you got from the people that are following you? Yeah, um, it's really surprising because I didn't think I'd get as much feedback that I, that I have gotten. And it's mostly people saying like, oh my gosh, you really inspire me. Or like, I was so afraid to show who I am and you helped me, um, want to, um, just be myself again and it's just a lot of people saying like thank you for being you and thank you for showing me that I can also shine bright and live my life without listening to what other people have to say about me and it's just like a lot of positive feedback from people and so um, I think that's the reason why I keep on going and keep on pushing through because many people are always like don't stop keep going like you are so inspiring and then just hearing those words is like so rewarding at the end of the day and so then I remember like this is why um I might have had these different this different paths like this is why I'm going through this because I'm here to help people and, and I'm here to make a change in this world and so yeah oh that's lovely and so you're it's really showcasing that you've been able to spot your purpose essentially Re and really at quite a young age as well because of everything you've been through and it's amazing you're so honest on your account so you talk about you know it could be I saw that you were talking about just like going and shopping and buying makeup and then um, when you like when you guys took your sister to university and then you put up some pictures and you know you were like it was a tiring day but I got through it and then talking about you know missing bits of school not sharing about your condition I mean all of these things as well as you were growing up must have had such a massive effect on your self-esteem, your confidence, your mental health. Like, how have you overcome this um, and all these kind of other factors surrounding, you know, having like, uh, you know, just uh, so many surgeries and being th going through so much at such a, such a young age? Like, how do you how do you get through this? Tell me, what's the secret? Um, I would say before I truly. Um... Like before um, my scoliosis got to a point where I was at like a bad state, I think before that I would hide who I was. I would just try to fit in. I did not like talking about 
my differences with my friends, I would just try to like cover them and just go. And if anyone was like, are you okay? Do you need anything? I'll just be like, yeah, I'm fine. Like I would just like want to keep up and just not have anyone ask me any questions. And I think um, back then I was lying to myself and I was trying to just be someone who I wasn't. And so having these surgeries has really put like a big perspective on like my life and it's taught me to um, just be who I am. And so then once I had started having more surgeries and it wasn't something that I could hide because it was just right there in front of you and you could see the differences going on with my body, I started to get really down on myself. I started to think about why am I, like, why am I here? What's my purpose? Like, I felt like I was only here to have pain and to just be like the sick girl. And I was just down. I didn't want to get up. I didn't want to go out. I didn't want to be seen by people. I was just at a really low state. And I really was just like, I don't care what happens. Like, I don't want to do anything. I do not want to go back to school. I did not care about like graduating or anything. And so I was just really down. And also with my mental state that affects my physical state as well. So as I was really down, my body hurt more and more and more. So it just made me more upset and more angry at the world that this was happening to me. And then once I had gone to um, my physical therapy place, um, like there I do physical therapy, psychology, art therapy um, and teaching. Um, I do like school there sometimes. Um, they have like a lot of different classes. And once I went there, I actually for the first time saw people who were kind of like me. Like there um, are so many kids that go to this facility that have really different conditions that are super, um, that are just like super different, but are also super unique in the same way. And so once I went there and started to see like I'm not alone and I had people that wanted to help me and wanted to get me back on my feet, I started to get my confidence back. Um, I talked to my therapist and my um, psychologist like all the time and they would just help me like get through, get through what I was going through at the time. And honestly, I feel like they're the main people who really saved me at that time. Um, they um, were really supportive of whatever I wanted to do, but also put that thought in my brain, like from five years from now, what would you have wanted to do? And it really put my life into perspective and it made me feel like I need to fight. I need to get back on my feet and I need to um, own who I am again. And once going to physical therapy and really just working hard and hard week after week, month after month, I started to see a lot of progress in myself. And then that's when I started getting um, on, back of, on top of things. I started to go back to school. I started to open up with my friends more. And I started to just live the world, like live life, just not thinking about what others think and just thinking about like, what does Malia want to do? Like, who is Malia? And I literally just had to say like, I can't live life like this anymore. I need to get up. Um, this is not helping me in any way. And at the end of the day, I'm the only one who can truly help myself. And so I just had to change my mindset. And I literally have pe had people there that helped me. And also my mom was a big factor in that. And yeah, it was like a really big change. Like It was like a huge factor in my life that I will never forget. And um, yeah. I mean, 
goodness i feel like there's a book in there somewhere i mean i'm looking forward i'm looking forward to the book you know you know you've got we've got time you've got time i'm sure <laughs> in between your virtual college classes <laughs> yeah it's in the works i've been wanting to really um do a book for a while now and so that's something i am working towards so yeah i'm excited for that too oh brilliant and i mean talking about college and virtual college obviously now we're in we're still in kind of pandemic mode um and so a lot of things have kind of switched to becoming quite re like re um, accessible remotely has this actually been um kind of like helpful for you at all the fact that there's so many more things like available remotely and there are oh, there's huge adjustments going on which are great because i do think even when we go back to normal there's still going to be so many things available remotely because it's it just makes life easier doesn't it mm -hmm. yeah so um i want to say like i went to school my last year of high school so my senior year that's when i decided to go back to school and when I first started school, I was behind in credits and I wasn't even scheduled to graduate that year. And so I had to work, I had to do um, extra online classes and in-school classes. And I was also managing um, going to physical therapy. And so right then I was like, I don't think I'm going to go to college. I don't think it's right for me. I don't think I'm able to go to college because all the stuff I've gone through in my life, I, know, I just felt like college wasn't for someone like me. And then tr um, throughout the end of the school year, um, I saw a lot of my friends like deciding like where they want to go to college and like the um, colleges just became like a big factor and I just kept on hearing it every day and every day and every day. And so since I was behind on credits, I, um, I wasn't able to do my SATs because that was when you do that in your junior year and I was in school that year. And I was like, so what am I going to do? And so one day I just looked up colleges and um like community colleges and i found one that i really enjoyed and i found one that really spoke to me and it was washington community college in ann arbor and i decided to pick somewhere in ann arbor because that's where i go to my therapies and that's where i go to um for my doctor's appointments and so um now with it all being virtual i felt like um i'm kind of i'm kind of like not behind because usually i'd feel bad that I'm going to be home doing classes and that everyone's going to be going to school. But now I'm like, everyone's doing the same thing. And I kind of feel like um, I'm kind of fitting in, in a way. And um, it kind of has been really nice to just be able to um, do something virtual just to um, start off school. And so I feel like, yeah, it is kind of better in a way, not having to, um, because I was scared to like actually walk into school and meet new friends, knowing that I had differences because I used my crutch to walk or I use a wheelchair. So that's always a fear to me, just like what people would think of me. And so um, right now, just doing it at home, I feel like it's a really um, better option for me at this time. And so I feel like, yeah, I really like how everything is online i think um, once i get used to college and college life i would like to like take like one class in school if things change in the world but yeah i really do like the virtual way and i feel like it's helpful for kids that have different um, physical disabilities um because they don't really have to go out anywhere and they can just work from home and where they feel comfortable mm -hmm. so yeah oh that's brilliant and I love that you were saying it's like great, almost like great way to start easing yourself into that life of something that you didn't think for a long time you were even going to do. And I think what's the best thing about us so over here, like we say university, as opposed to there's college and university are sl slightly differing here. And um, 
so yeah, when you're going to university, one of the best things about it is that everybody has kind of dropped the, maybe the different things they used to think or how they used to react in school. And you can go into a place where everybody is just like, yeah, there is this, this just this person. <laughs> and so it's like, it just, no, it, it doesn't become a defining characteristic of you or anything that you're saying you're like, you, you're thinking, oh, I'll go, I have to go into school and I'll have my crutch with me. No one would, I think you'd go to university and everybody just wouldn't bat an eyelid. It's just like, okay, yeah, there's Malia, great. She's, she's gorgeous and she's got great hair. That's, you know, <laughs> check out her clothes. That's, I think it'd be more kind of like, yeah, doesn't, doesn't her outfit look great today? Uh, that's what I always think I loved about when by the time we go to university, it's like a great opportunity to find your people and find yourself and then just enter into like, almost like ease you into like adulthood really. Um, so how have you been able to make friends actually with people because you are studying virtually? How do you, or is there like um, a way to socialize with people so that by the time you hopefully go to university in person or college in person, you'll be able to meet them? Yeah, um, I found this app, it's called Bumble BFF. And mm -hmm. you, it's kind of like, a, it's like a dating app, but it's just for like, best friends or like for friendships mm -hmm. and so like um you swipe left or right and you can meet um, like a ton of like girls and I met this one girl who's also going to my college and it was like a great way just talking to other people on social media and then that way like you can get like their snapchat or instagram and that's another way to interact with people and so that I think that's a great app to use mm -hmm. um if you want to have like more friends or create another friendship and um right now i'd say like my bubble is pretty small because since the thing since going through something like this you can really find out like who's your real friend and who's not and so i've had to like drop many friends because um i just found out that they really weren't on my side and they really didn't want to help me and mm -hmm. see me grow and so from going through this i really found like who really wants to be by my side and who really wants to be my friend and so um I think I, I always say something like I rather have like one really close friend who's by my side than have like 15 friends that I don't see myself like hanging out with. But um, I think um, with having a disability, making friends is really like really like the hardest thing to do mm -hmm. um, because you don't know how people are going to treat you or how people are going to look at you. And it's hard to... Um, just put yourself out there and having people just um I don't know like just having people um wanting to be your friend or not being your friend it's really hard when you really don't have like a big friend group and I feel like I've talked to some people with um disabilities and they said yeah friendships are one of the hardest things that we have to do because you lose a lot of friends doing this because you're out of school and then you mm. might be having surgeries or and then they're just living their life just going on and on and on and then they kind of forget about you yeah. so it's like it's it's hard but I feel like right now social media is the best way to make friendships right now and I think that that would be um someone's like greatest bet right now if they're not if they don't have a lot of friends or if they just mm -hmm. want to make more friends social yeah. media is like really amazing for that okay so i suppose that people it must be hard to like maintain those connections if there are people that are going to be in and out for obviously very good reason being in like being hospital being at home and 
yeah life life is moving alongside it so if your life isn't moving at the same pace that does present a challenge but i love that you kind of added in there people to use like bumble bff to find friends it's like a great tip as well for people if they are struggling with that and i suppose and it allows you to you know even like you're saying instagram snapchat that also allows you to connect to like a global community of of people that understand what you're going through and just to make some really cool new solid friendships as well yeah um, exactly yeah that must be really nice um what are you actually studying at college by the way um i'm going to be doing graphic design and business oh, management amazing um, i think business management to um become like an entrepreneur or do like advertising because that's kind of where i am I'm at right now with mm -hmm. um, social media and then graphic design. Um, it was something that I was doing at my therapy place and we had like a little summer little group and we were doing like graphic design and my teacher was like, oh, you know, that's something that you're really good at. You should try um, going to school for that. And I was like, really? You think so? So that's something that's always um, that I like. I love designing and doing makeup and fashion. That's something that keeps me um, very happy and something that I've always done since like a little girl and mm -hmm. so I think those two things are like my main point when I'm going to school so mm -hmm. yeah I'm excited to learn more about those and just get um on like a schedule again going to school so I'm I'm excited oh that's good I suppose jobs like that are really good as well because they do truly allow you to work remotely you can work digitally you can live somewhere else in the world and do them it opens I think the way that the job market is moving and changing and the way that the world is developing um, is really opening up opportunities for people with disabilities and people that are homebound, etc. because it does, it gives them an opportunity to be, I suppose, virtually in the world and to earn money and forge really strong careers as well. It's yeah. Really, yeah. It's really, yeah, it's exciting. Definitely. Yeah, I'm super excited for that. Um, and so you've talked about like it being quite difficult to like make and maintain friendships. So what are, um, other things that are kind of I suppose that things that people take for granted it's like making friends and some people take for granted but what are people's perceptions of people with visible um disabilities or conditions like what are those perceptions that just kind of really annoy you and bug you and you would like people to just kind of just erase from their brain what do you what would you like to change yeah I was talking to someone a week ago and they said that um, someone told them that they thought that people with disabilities are always upset and angry. Mm -hmm. And I think um, I said, like, at times, um, it depends, like, what's what where you are in your disability. I think because when I used to go out, I would look down. I would be kind of nervous and shy mm -hmm. to walk with my crutch or walker at the time. And so sometimes I look excited and I said, sometimes we're tired because our legs hurt or some part of our body hurts. And so it just depends like where you are and you can't really judge a book by its cover because you really don't know what people are going through. So I feel like that is not like a really good way to describe people with disabilities. Mm -hmm. And then another one was um, that we can't do anything, that we have like a sad life, we can't go anywhere. And I think that that's really um, something that needs to be changed in people's minds. I feel like just because you have a disability doesn't mean like you're done with life. Like you can still go out and live life and um, do things that just regular people can do. And that your disability doesn't affect like what you like to do or what you can do. It just affects your body parts or your mental state. And I think that people have to separate like physical disability doesn't mean that you can't actually go out and do stuff. 
-hmm. I think people think that all of a sudden, like, you're stuck, you can't move, you can't go anywhere, and that's not how it is at all. And then um, I think another one is just that people with disabilities aren't pretty, and, like, they're, they're not attractive to other people, and I feel like um, it depends, like, what you think attractiveness is to you. It's so subjective, but, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I just don't understand, like, how one disability one disability one disability can make you ugly or like make you not pretty i feel like they make you unique and they make you different i feel like people mm -hmm. are so afraid to be uh different i think that it's more of their insecurity that they're like oh they can't be pretty because they have a disability like i can do everything and i should be prettier than them because they're not at um they're like at a lower level than i am so i'm like it's always like what people it's always how people like grow up and what they see and like what they're told and um i also feel like this is a big problem in the world because people with disabilities aren't shown enough i think mm -hmm. that um we're not in like we're not really on tv we're not in movies we're not really in books we're not really on magazines we're not really shown on social media as much and i feel like if we're shown more and if people have are educated on what disability really means that there won't be any more judgment on us and there won't be any more people like staring at us or like really um, trying to put us down because they really don't know like what disability is at the end of the day. So you can't really blame someone for something that they don't know. Yeah. And this is, you know, it goes to show the saying is representation matters and people don't always understand why it matters, but it matters to the little person, the little girl that sees herself in you. And it's like, oh, this is what I can do when I'm older. This is how I can live my life. And it matters to the people that are on the outside of that, understanding what disability is and getting rid of those preconceptions and just learning to accept people for who they are and then treat them just accordingly and equally as well. It's really important. You've made some amazing points there. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree. I just think that, we can't really um, blame people if we're not really shown. Like, mm. it's not. Yeah, people are just doing what they have the capacity to understand with the with yeah. the information that's given to them. And so, definitely, it's like there's like more of a there's more of kind of a a pressure. Not even pressure because it's actually really not that hard. There's just like a duty of of brands and TV and film to just start representing the world that they say they represent really if you want to represent the world and you want to appeal to the world you have to include the world in it and that includes people with disabilities as well definitely um, yeah um and what message would you have for like for um other people or let's say do you know what let's make this targeted what message do you have for uh for girls that would look up to you um your peers women that are the same age as you uh what would you say to them if they're struggling right now and they're with like with the disability and kind of coming to terms with it and acceptance etc what would you say to them i would say um that once you're able to let go of your fear of being who you are or the fear of people um not liking you because you're different or the fear of people talking about you or the fear of just like whatever your fear is once you're able to let go of that and truly just want to be better and want to help yourself more i think 
um, you'll start to live your life better and you start to be way happier. I think with my journey, I was so afraid to stand out because I was afraid of so many things, just like what people, just people staring at me or people looking at me. And once I just let that go and I was just like, I want to help myself. I want to be me for me. And I want to um, just be a better person. And so once I was able to let go of that fear, I, I was so much happier and I was so much more positive and confident. And also I feel that, yeah, um, life is gonna get hard and life is gonna get really difficult at times. And those are the times that you have to stand up tall and you're gonna have to fight through it and you're gonna have to be, um, just, you're gonna have to get through those hard times to make it to the happier times. And so I'm not gonna be like, oh, um, everything's gonna be fine. It doesn't feel fine all the time. You feel hurt, you feel sad, you feel down. But if you're able to get through those hard times, it means that you're, you're a bigger person and that you're here for a reason and that you have something amazing in your future that's going to come back for you going through this hard time. And I also feel like um, many things happen for a reason. I feel like if I never had this disability that I would kind of be like a stuck up girl and that I would take a lot for granted. And I feel like having a disability really puts um, really makes you more mature and makes you look at life really differently. And I feel like I wouldn't have the friends I would have. I feel like I wouldn't have known so many things. I wouldn't have met the people at therapy that I call my family. I wouldn't have um, done so many things outside of my comfort zone. I wouldn't have been the girl I am right now. And so I feel like, yeah, um, you're here for a reason and it might not, you might not be able to see it right now, but if you just keep going and keep pushing and keep moving, that that reason will come to you quicker than you think. And you'll forget about that hard time. You'll laugh at that hard time. You'd be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I thought I was never going to make it. And like, look at you now, like you're standing on top. The people that didn't like you, they're way, they're way down there. You're way up here. And honestly, um, just be you. I know it's hard at times because being you, you really don't know who you are sometimes, but just choose the things that you want to do. Choose um, yourself over your like people. And if you're able to just let go and just, um, just keep moving, I honestly feel like you'd, you'll make it far in life, honestly. I mean, wise words from a very, very wise woman. I mean, I, I, everything you said resonated so much because it is about, there is so much of life is about the journey and about these things shaping you. And you have made such a good point. You wouldn't be where you are. You wouldn't think the way you are or anything. You maybe wouldn't even have the depth or the richness of your personality and your character if you hadn't have had these things to test you. And honestly, it's made you just such and without sounding at all patronizing or anything, I'm just like, I just think it's just, I'm just really, I'm just, I was living for everything you were saying because it's so, so true. And it takes so many people years. It like took me and my, I'm, I'm a lot older than you. It took me and my friends years to come to those realizations that you are just saying these things now. And I was like, well, I wish I, I could have done with that when I was 18, to be honest. I that would have been, would have been really helpful to know that then, but it took me a really long time to get there. And, you know, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing that with us and I really really look forward to seeing 
your future book no pressure um but you know 2021 is a good time to release a book um <laughs> but yeah i really look forward to seeing everything that you do and what you do going forward and your instagram just growing and sharing this you know you share it's everything on there there's like body kind of positivity and it's confidence and it's your journey and it's just you living your life and yeah i think it's amazing thank you so so much for joining me um, where would you like to be found online? Please share your channels. Right now, I'm just on Instagram, um, Malia's Movement. That's where I'm posting more of like my journey and what I've gone through. So I feel like with anyone going through a difference, or even if you're not, it's always something good to look at and to understand and to get more knowledgeable about things going on in this world. And so, yeah, <laughs> thank <Brilliant>. you. <laughs> thank you so much. Oh. You're just, yeah, I'm good. Give me a little clap. Yes, I wish I was like this when I was 18. I'm so jealous. So jealous. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you for hun. having me. Thank you. Have a lovely day. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Speak On. Make sure you like, subscribe and share with your friends, family, co-workers, strangers in the street. To find out more about us, including our upcoming events, head over to Instagram, instagram.com forward slash speakon underscore. Bye.